welcome to Series 3, Women on the Move Behind Closed Doors podcast series. Hello, I am Donnie Walford, the founder and managing director of Behind Closed Doors. In today's episode, we are speaking with Joanna Andrew. Joanna is a capital partner at the well-known firm Miller Olson, and she has significant experience as a non-executive director. Jo currently holds director positions in a number of prominent organisations, including chairing the South Australian produce markets, and last year joined her first ASX board. Jo is a lecturer with the AICD and effectively manages her career and personal life. Jo won the inaugural 40 Under 40 Award and is an inspiration to many, especially women. So Jo, it's so wonderful to have you as our podcast guest. Thank you for having me, Donnie. Anytime, Jo. You're such an inspiration to many and particularly women who you have set a trailblaze. So we are going to talk about that right now. So you've led a very successful career in law and on boards. You joined the legal firm Mella Olsen at 23 years old, were promoted to partner at 28 which I believe you were the youngest partner appointed in any legal firm, and then on to capital partner in your 30s. So please share with our listeners what you attribute this amazing success to, which has enabled you to climb the corporate ladder so quickly. Thank you, Johnny. Well, if I was going to have a conversation with the 23-year-old Joanna Andrew, the first thing I'd say to her is acknowledge the hard work that's going to be coming for the next 18 months, sorry, 18 years. <laughs> I was always always driven and open-minded. I was really independent and I had something to prove. So that kept me motivated early on in my career and also throughout my career. I probably would also have a conversation with her that does come at a cost and for example I did miss a lot of special moments with my children growing up and they were essentially raised by a nanny during their early years when I was in trial and we had you know I was in long board meetings there would be nights where I didn't see them and there was a cost of course that came from that in terms of my relationship but I think that also comes in because generally a woman's career is that it's you know it starts and it gets exciting when you're at your peak having a family years or you know raising children years so there is often that constant struggle but as I'm 41 now I'm looking back and I'm really proud that I can give my kids the financial stability that they need and I'm really proud of the law firm that I'm a part owner and I'm also really grateful for the role model that I'm able to provide both my son and my daughter in growing up as to what you can achieve with hard work. All in all I think it's about being good with people having the ability to create and hold conversations and these days it's not about who you know it's about who remembers you so those sorts of moments need to be memorable so yeah hard work and seizing those opportunities saying yes first and then working out how you're going to deal with it later I think is the key. Joe, you said earlier about uh, wanting to prove yourself and I find a lot of us as women particularly in careers are always trying to prove ourselves to someone or something or an organisation 
Where, where, who were you trying to prove yourself to in those early years? Look, I think it was uh, a bit of proving to the world, really, not just my parents, who that I'm coming as a country kid, that we can do it. I can be equally as successful if I'd had gone to school in Adelaide. So, and my parents always encouraged me to explore beyond my backyard. So I'm very grateful for those opportunities. But yeah, I, I did have a point to prove. And I think because I chose the pathway of having my tertiary education in the country that I felt that I needed to make that extra point. So I'm quite stubborn in that regard. <laughs> uh, you also mentioned one of the one of the biggest problems that I find women having careers, particularly those early days where you're not only trying to climb the corporate ladder, but you you had a very, you know, being a litigator, you had very demanding role. You said you missed out on some special moments w- with your kids. Equally, you said towards the end of that statement that you were a wonderful role model for both your daughter and your son. So you, you're right, there, is, there are costs to success. Looking back now, would you have changed anything now that you know where you are today at 41? No, I wouldn't. And that's the bottom line. And I would hope that my kids would do the same as well. Work hard. If you enjoy your career, give it your 100%. Be stable for your family. And always, of course, you're always there. I do hold financial security to be a very important aspect to me. And I know my kids are very grateful for the fact that I can provide them with that. So, And that to me means a lot. I think it was my mother that encouraged me to undertake a law degree, not only because of my ability to be able to argue at everything and my stubborn <laughs> nature, but she did give me a piece of advice and that is to never be financially dependent on a man. And that's not to detract from anybody that chooses to go down that path. It was just a path that she knew would be important to me. So I'm very grateful for that piece of advice. And it stood you well though, hasn't it, in your career to be financially independent because it takes a lot of pressure off of you to stay doing just, just for example, law. You've now branched out into this beautiful non-exec director career. So this is including the first ASX board appointment uh, last year with Best in Global Food and also the role of chair for the South Australian produce market. You've also got a government-appointed board. So what are your tips for juggling a portfolio career? Because that's how I term it. Uh, you, you've got your law, you've got your consulting, you've got your facilitating, your AICD, and now you're also chairing boards. And then you've got this amazing law career. So I class it as a portfolio career. So how do you juggle this portfolio career with all of those multiple priorities that you have? Always the team that you surround yourself is critical to success. And I I think you also have to be realistic that you're going to drop the ball from time to time. So don't be too hard on yourself when you do. We're not perfect and we can't always keep the circus going. But I think if you learn also that in particular last 18 months, life is pretty unpredictable. So if you just do your best at whatever opportunity is thrown at you, that's all you can do. Like I said, we're all human. I think it's important to learn from your failures as well and to be humble, own it, acknowledge it, but also to celebrate the success. So, And that is where having a team around you is really important so that they can also celebrate in that success as well. So I, 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 look, I think I definitely get overwhelmed and when I look at everything that I juggle and it does get on top of you from time to time, but I believe that so long as you do have that 
that support network around you. And, and that's not only your work colleagues, that's also family. My friends are a huge support to me. So when I occasionally do throw the toys out of the cot, <laughs> they generally <laughs> they do generally show up, remind me that I'm doing quite a good job and 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 that we it's okay to fail at something sometimes. So to have the, that sort of network around you that's very supportive, forgiving and loving, I think is crucial to be successful. So how do you find time outside of this portfolio career, all of those priorities, managing your two gorgeous children and also you, your friends and time for yourself? Where, where do you fit that in? I have a lot of time for my family and friends. So weekends are very inspiring important to me uh, obviously at times where it does get into my weekends but I do make the point to switch off my phone and my iPad when I'm at night with the kids for at least an hour now and I think that that's been a bit of a an outcome of working so hard in the earlier years so now I can have that support team that can come in and help me with more of the day-to-day activities particularly in my legal firm to enable me to spend some of that time at night and on the weekend with my children I'm not a person that needs me to Time. I love being around my friends and family. So in my spare time, I'm either on the family farm, which I find really does reset me. And I have a bit of a come to Jesus moment with my mother <laughs> that I'm, you know, <laughs> that I'm really not all that special and just get on with it. So, you know, and that I think really resets me that to have those people around you that ground you and remind you of who you are is important. And also just hanging out at home with my children. I really value that time. So you mentioned a couple of boundaries that you put around your work and your your personal um, turning off the iPhone the iPad what what other boundaries have has has experience and maturity taught you to put around work and family experience has taught me to prioritize family first and my friendship group work will always be be there as long as you give it your 100% and do your best it'll always be there but what's really important in life is having that family and friends around you so I think time and and my you know old age of 41 I've learned (laughs) I've learned that that's what's really important in life whereas I think earlier in my career also career focused to get right up that ladder that that was my obsession and to the detriment of other things in my life so I think that with time you you do learn what's important and and then you start to prioritize accordingly so I think like I said we never get that right balance we're always going to make mistakes so long as we acknowledge it know what to do next time learn from it and that's all we can do because you're never going to get it right all the time so talking of mistakes what what's been your greatest career challenge and what have you done to overcome it? Yeah, look, with I think career challenge has always been, it's probably not been one career challenge, it's it's been the juggle. Every woman, every man has it as well. It's just a juggle of how do you get that right balance between being the mother, for me, the only parent at home, and have that engagement and quality time with the kids as well as you know actually have to get the day-to-day things done and then throw on top of that managing a law firm and your board portfolio. I think it's just... That's just a constant challenge and, uh, you know, it's just day to day. It's always going to be. It's just always got to be there. And like I said, we just have to be really gentle on ourselves. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to drop the ball. And as long as we have that support network around us, it's. I think that's crucial. So I think I, I, I can't think of one huge 
challenge at the moment. It, it is just that that, it's that constant juggle. What about your greatest career success? What What are you most proud of? Well, I am most proud of to be one of the capital partners of Meller Olson. I'm proud of my firm. We have these beautiful new premises on Peary Street, which the staff are really enjoying. I'm proud of our country law firm and the rural footprint that we have there. And I think that that's largely because I'm a country girl. So I really value the services that we can provide those in our regional communities. I'm really proud of my role at South Australian Produce Markets. I think the the team out there and also the community is such a different world. And so to be able to have that experience of being involved and, and serving their board as their chairman has been an absolute privilege. And I've really enjoyed that so far. And I'm also really proud to be on my first ASX. I've learned a lot about dairy recently. And I'm a citrus girl, as you know. So, you know, cows produce more than milk is all I can say. (laughs) Yeah, they Um, produce methane gas. Yeah. I know, climate change. And and it's also really given me a lot of lessons about how to serve a listed company. So that's been terrific. I think, uh, you know, so many directors... Uh, that I speak to or aspiring directors have always talked about going on to ASX boards. Uh, it, it was an aspiration of yours too. So w- what is the key difference or differences on being on a private board, public board, compared to a publicly listed board like Best and Global Foods? Yeah, so the real big difference for me, and, and clearly it's the ASX listing rules and, and being really aware of disclosure obligations and also the level of governance. I like to hold the level of governance around all of my boards at the same. I think it's really appropriate that we aspire to have that ASX listed quality of our governance practices. But it has been a, a big change to deal with shareholders and not just, so with my South Australian produce markets, there are shareholders, but it's not a listed company. It's a public company limited by shareholders and also with the export markets chucking COVID has been really interesting so all of that has been a fabulous learning curve. So finally Joe, what advice would you give our listeners particularly women in their earlier careers about planning and navigating their careers to ensure they succeed in whatever choices that they make? I think firstly, you need to surround yourself with people that have the same values as you. Find a really good mentor or coach and someone that can really coach you through how to learn to be a leader and what is important to your career and what direction you want to take. I think it's really good because that also provides you with constructive feedback from a trusted source and quite often you learn a lot faster in terms of having that honest like I say, come to Jesus moments from a trusted mentor. And that was what really helped me, as you know, Johnny. I think also playing it forward, if you do receive that mentoring role, be ready to give it to somebody else when you're in that position. I think finally, I think be humble, be kind to yourself. And as someone who demands a lot of myself and I demand that I perform at a certain level, be kind when things don't work out the way you wanted them to. Nothing's, it's not always going to be rainbows and unicorns. We do hit the ground pretty often. And like I said, having that support network around you is really important. I think it's also realistic not to think you can have everything you want 
all at once. So take bit by bit and have a goal and then play it out. And like I said, just be kind to yourself and prioritise what you want. Follow your gut instinct as well. And above all, stay in control. I think that's probably, <laughs> that's probably my, my key. Don't throw <laughs> yeah. your toys out of the culture. Yeah, uh, well, look, you can. But just, you know, just, just pick who you throw it out with. <laughs> pick, pick who witnesses the throwing out of the cot. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> it does. All wonderful advice and great tips. Darling, all of us at Behind Closed Doors and our listeners wish you continued success. This is not the end of your career. This is definitely the beginning of a very, very successful career. And uh, once again, we wish you well. And thank you so much for being such a great podcast guest today. Thank you, Johnny. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Women on the Move, the Behind Closed Doors podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To find out more about Behind Closed Doors, visit www.behindcloseddoors.com where you can find the full range of membership options. Women on the Move was recorded on Ghana lands and is a narrative network audio production.